Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, the calendar has turned to 2023 bigs. We haven't podcasted since last year. Crazy! Yeah. And so we thought, what better way to do that than to bring back everyone's favorite segment, trending up, trending down, and sticking a fork in them. We have decided that we are far enough along in this relationship with the season that we're ready to get into forking. So let's do it. All right, Biggs. It's been, what, a couple weeks now? But, gosh, it's uh, a lot of action here. A lot of action the entire season, really. But, um, you know, like I said in the intro, we are going to we're gonna start forking here. Um, you know, there comes a time in every season where, you know, you're, you're feeling comfortable enough to where you're comfortable with that significant other uh, sport of college basketball, and you're ready to either for, fork them or you just want to hate fork them because you want to be done with them. So, and actually, I think that's a lot of this is going to be hate forking. But uh, who do you got? For forking? Or anything. We're just, we're just coming out right away. We're just going to we're going to fork on the first uh, <laughs> the first reference. Yeah. Fork fork it in the first, you know, 90 seconds. Which, okay. And then, and then another right. 90 seconds and that's all over. Let me uh, let me think. Who am I ready to fork? I mean, this has to be like a big fork, right? I mean, yeah. this is a this is a big time fork. It's a forking opportunity. Or, or should um, we build up to the forking? Should we do a little foreplay before the I fork? I feel play? like we should do some fork play. Yeah. <laughs> build up to the fork. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You want to go trending up or trending down? Or do you want me to pick one? Give, give me give me something. You you lead, you lead us off. Okay. Because I know I'm the one, one of us that actually sometimes types up show notes and then you just kind of shoot from the hip. Um. So do I want to go up? You pick for me. Should I go trending up or down? Give me a trending up. Okay. <clears throat> Give me one sec. I need to pull up my... I don't know why I don't have my like team sheets ready yet. I'll give you one. The Brandon Valley freshman basketball... Okay, stop, uh, the freshman stop. B no, team. We're, we're cutting this out. We're cutting this out. Brandon Valley freshman B team is 4-0. Outscoring opponents by an average of 8 points per game in the fourth quarter. We are a fourth quarter team. I have a feeling the scores of these games are like the scores of Virginia games. <laughs> they, they they make Virginia teams. Uh, Tony Bennett's like that's that's too much. That's too much offense. We we scored like thirty five points. I think we scored like thirty. I think we got what we win yesterday. Thirty. I don't even remember what the final score was. It might have been like forty to to thirty five or something. It's so wild to me that there's freshman B teams where you are where you are because where I'm from and. For reference, my graduating class, my senior year was 16. Um, we had a varsity and we had a JV for the entire 9 through 12. Probably had about 15 kids on average out for high school basketball between 9 through 12. Sure. So when I hear freshman B team, I'm like, okay, you must have from 9 to 12. Do you have like 100 kids out? How many kids do you have out? Oh, not that many. No, I mean, but but I mean, it, it, it gets smaller and smaller. So we had like twenty five kids out for freshman basketball to begin with. You know, you keep and we kept we kept eighteen of them, which is about six too many. 
and then you know the numbers like uh, you know those 12 kids then they'll they'll probably try out again next year as sophomores and and you'll keep even less and so i think out of the total 9 through 12 yesterday what did we take on the bus with us 42 okay 42 kids maybe you got like five seniors you got like six juniors there's a pretty big sophomore class but the numbers dwindle as they go yeah so that that freshman b team though undefeated i have not lost a game coaching freshman b basketball so i don't know you tell me what kind of coach i am yeah anyways so my trending up bigs my trending up bigs okay give me a trending up pit that's all no uh so going into this year going into this year they were um it kind of seemed like jeff capa was running out of room on his leash at Pitt, you know, he's been there four or five years, hasn't got much much success. And then going into this year, their best recruit is, um, you know, basically in legal issues. He, he probably is never going to play for them because he's, you know, got these uh, domestic assault type charges to his name. Um, and so just not a good look for Jeff Cable or the program, you know, at all. And so fast forward, they are now 11 and 5. They have wins against North Carolina and Virginia. And they've been doing it largely without probably their best player going into the year, John Hugley. Or is it Hugley or Hugley? Sure. Yeah. Um, but just Hugley. kind of a – is it Hugley? Okay. I don't I can't know. Remember. I don't know either. But uh, just a bound scoring attack, Blake Hinson and J- Jamarius Burton. Jamarius Burton had like 32 or something like that against North Carolina, just went off against them. Then they have Nellie Cummings and Greg Elliott are also both scoring in double figures there. Um, so just trending up um, and something that Jeff Cable definitely needed. Now, side note. Yesterday, the ACC had a game between the top two teams in the conference. Um, and it's the exact two teams that you would expect going into the year. Uh, Pitt and Clemson. I was just gonna say I was gonna one up your trending up of Pittsburgh, and I was gonna I was gonna I was going to see your trending up of Pittsburgh and raise you Clemson. Clemson. Okay, go go Number for it. One team in the UCC, five yeah, games Clemson won yesterday. Yeah, go for it. The Clemson Tigers, uh, basketball school, apparently. Um, yeah, they are thirteen and three on the season. Pretty sure they they've won like five or six games in a row. They're undefeated in conference play. And my big concern with them coming into the year was going to be like, who, who plays guard, right? Do they, do they have a guard on the roster? Everybody knows about, not everybody, but college basketball people know PJ Hall is a, is a pretty solid big. And Hunter Tyson was a guy who had like minutes for them last year, who was a solid piece as well. Both those guys have been productive, but, but really for me, the guards have been, I think better than expected. Chase Hunter is kind of a breakout guy. He's shooting almost 44% from the three-point line. He averages four and a half assists a game. Uh, Brevin Galloway is another guard who is playing well, shooting it well, averages about two and a half assists. Um, It just feels like they've got got a nice thing going offensively. They're humming. They average 75 points a game. They only average 11 turnovers. They shoot the ball at a a high rate. They shoot almost 40% from the three-point line. I don't know how long this whole thing's going to last, but you know, right now they're right now they're playing well. And, and it's a, it's kind of a theme for maybe this entire season is there's been a lot of teams that we thought would be really good looking at some of those preseason rankings. 
and a lot of teams that you just kind of think like we've just associated over the last three, four years is just kind of like laughing stock, kind of joke teams. Clemson and Pitt, now Clemson, I guess, hasn't been like a joke of a team, but not not a team that you associate being a, a high-level basketball squad. Pittsburgh's been kind of a joke of a team for a long time. And and they're both often nice starts. And so it'll be interesting to see if they can sustain. And I was just about to say, because I see you mentioned Hunt, um or Chase Hunter, 43.8% from three. Hunter Tyson's also at 43. PJ Hall is 41.9. Um, Alex Hemingway, probably not as much of a sample size, but he's 50%. Like, how sustainable are those numbers from three-point line? Probably not super. I mean... At, as a team, that, they're 39%. I feel like that's very good at the college basketball level. Extremely good. I mean, yeah. you, you look at a lot, of, a lot of teams nowadays are probably like, in the low thirties, you know, I right. mean, we, we talked about that in our, in our preseason. Remember the big 12 last year, like every team, like the highest percent was Kansas at like, like 36. And then everybody else was like 33 and under. So it was really, really bad efficiency. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Clemson, the last handful of years, really, I think what their, 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 their recipe for success has been their high level defense. And, and it's not like their success has been, it's not on the level of, of, you know, high level contenders, but they've been like a nice team, right? They're kind of just kind of like in the middle of they're like a mediocre ACC team. Their defense has always been like among the best things that, that kind of drives their success this year. It's their offense. Their offense is um, it ranks in the top 50 in, in our guy, Ken Palm's metrics defensively. They're not even, they're not on the elite level. So maybe they, maybe they can sustain if, if, if that defense picks it up and they start mm-hmm. playing a little better on that end of the floor. I don't know. I mean, I, I will say this: there, it's it's early. Their early season ACC slate has not been super difficult. Uh, you know, they just beat Pitt, but they've also beaten like NC State, Louisville, some of these teams that we don't think are going to be, you know, towards the top of that conference. They beat Virginia Tech. Uh, that's a team that's probably in the trending down category. But yeah, you know. They're 13 but but then, like, then you look at it and like NC State just pummeled Duke by 20 and led by 20 the whole game. So it's like, could they also be better than we think? Who knows? I don't know. They're 3-3 three and three in the conference. They're not very good. <laughs> I don't think Duke's very good. I don't think that win is like a – that says more that like Duke's just not very good. I hope that's the case. I think that's the case. No, and then yeah, it's tough to. I hate being like nitpicky and be like, okay, I all like we're saying they're trending up, but then it's like, okay, well, what if all the stuff they're doing good, they don't do good? Like, will they still be good? Well, it's like, well, they are doing it, so it's tough. What to if say all of their time. best players get injured? Exactly. Will what their if backups continue to do well? It's like I understand like they're winning by ta- like having these possessions where like the ball goes in the hoop, but like, what if it doesn't go in the hoop? Like okay, they're not gonna win. <laughs> All right, should we uh, go? I've got a couple. I've got a couple. You know what? If we're just kind of on like an ACC bender here, yeah. Here's some trending downs for you. Let's just go into that category then. Yeah, like here's here's some ACC trending downs because I've got a whole bunch of trending ups from from other leagues as well. But we're 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 we're, let's stick on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Your ACC, the conference that you stand for, you carry the flag for you and ESPN. Um, What say you about Virginia Tech? They're one and four. 
They have one I don't win. think ESPN does like the ACC. I'm just going to hop in and say that. I don't think they do. Oh, yes, I think they're, they're the opposite. That's the ACC. They're obsessed with Duke. They show they're obs- Oh, yeah. They like the ACC. I don't know about that. The only thing they like more than ACC basketball is SEC football. And the Yankees. And the Yankees. And the Lakers. And the Packers. Does ESPN like the Packers? Yeah, I guess now that they have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they do. Yeah. You're right. Virginia Tech, one and four. They've lost four straight. They're eleven and five after a after a really nice start to the season. Virginia Tech uh, has hit the skids. And Notre Dame. I know Louisville gets like all of the. I've heard more minutes, uh, you know, on, on other podcasts talking about the the ineptitude of Louisville this year. Um, Notre Dame is also zero and five. Notre Dame sneaky sucks balls. I thought they were gonna be good too, and it I it know. just hurts both these me. teams. Like, they're combined one and nine. You know, I was standing for Notre Dame because of their three-point percentages. Yep, and that's it right there. They're just not as high as expected. Actually, as a team, they're still 37.7. That's still pretty good, actually. That is actually a nice percentage, yeah. Yeah. But they don't defend. Like you've said in past pods, they don't defend. They don't defend anybody. Yeah. It's just like in any other sport. You can't just score. You have to prevent the other team from scoring. That helps. Yeah. Any other trending downs in the ACC? Uh, I think that's about it for now. Yeah. Pretty neutral I, league. There's definitely teams we could toss in there just because they are not as – like teams like – and even Duke and North Carolina just not near as good as anyone expected them to be. Um, no, they're they're not. But I, I guess I would consider those like I, I I think after you know we're a month or we're a month and we're two months into the season at this point. I don't think their disappointments aren't necessarily the way they're trending anymore. That's just what they are. Is is North Carolina is not anywhere near a top five, top right. ten level team. They're like a top forty team in the country. They're not as good as they were supposed to be. Duke is kind of the same thing. They have a ranking attached to them, but their freshmen are just not. They don't give them much. They're just another team. They're huge brands, but these teams are just kind of meh. I don't think they're they're necessarily trending up or trending down. They're just disappointments, which is different than trending up or trending down. True. That that could be our next pod: disappointments and surprises. But it's different than this. It's one hundred percent different. Those are not the same thing. <laughs> All right. Do you have uh, – let's see. We're through trending up, unless if you have more. Do you have any trending downs that are not ACC-related? I don't have any more ACC trending ups or downs. Okay. Let's get off the ACC then. All right. Okay. Finally. Okay. Sorry to pull you off of the ACC kicking and screaming. I know. All right. I'll go. Uh, trending right. down, Biggs. I have Illinois. Ooh. Yeah. After their win over Wisconsin yesterday? I, I – this is the first I've heard that they beat Wisconsin. What do you um, mean? They beat Wisconsin. <laughs> Conference leading Wisconsin. They beat them yesterday on Saturday. The reason I'm putting the trending down is, um, you know, I think uh, what was the segment we had early on where it was not was it not buying dot 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 yet? Yeah. And I kind of lumped in like TJ Shannon, Dane Danger, and Illinois basketball all into that. Yeah, you're um, a hater. Yeah, and I said it was because I think Dane Danger at that time was shooting like eighty-two percent from the field, <laughs> and uh, TJ Shannon was shooting like 
65 percent from three and i'm just like i don't think it's very sustainable uh credit to me you traveled out on on that one (laughs) (laughs) credit credit to me biggs i was correct Uh, uh, if if we are going to say something here he his percentages have come down significantly from 82 he is only shooting 71.4 percent now that's pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) comparing it to that's basically like a b to a c on the grading scale yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's so true. 71.4% actually might be like a D plus at Brandon Valley. We have a weird grading scale. Jesus Christ. You guys are weird. Anyway, I don't understand it. <laughs> but no, those two especially had some amazing numbers in those first few games. Um, but I think you know, we all knew that at some point water was going to find its level and it has so far. And then also Coleman Hawkins just hasn't taken the leap that I think either one of us expected. I no. say he's averaged. 10 which i think i think like given what he did last year and given that he'd have more opportunity this year i think we've kind of imagined more in the 13 to 15 type range um it just hasn't been that good this year he's averaging what is it? yeah 10 points per game 44 from the field and like 34 from three um and then and i'm not and i'm not sure what to make make of this next thing i think it it's either personal reasons or issues with the program, but Sky Clark just announced that he's leaving the program, I believe, temporarily. Um, but at some point, I'd imagine at some point he'll come back. But he, you know, he hasn't even been that good. He's been like you know seven points per game, forty-one percent from the field. So I don't know, just a team that I think we all kind of knew. But I'm just gonna you know um, give myself a pat on the back on, on my own back here and say that uh, they're tr- trending down here, and I was right. Fair enough. Okay. I think, yeah. All right. I mean, I guess the win over Wisconsin just doesn't matter. Uh, we don't, we don't care about it and nope. that's fair. Don't, don't um, let that affect your, my opinion. Um, yeah. Don't opinion let facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I'm with you though. Sky Clark has not been particularly good. I mean, he's just kind of, I mean, he's, he's been fine through the lens of he is a freshman point guard, you know, playing big boy college basketball, but He's not been very good if you're looking at him like, oh, Sky Clark was at one point like a top 10 recruit who was supposed to be probably a one and done and supposed to be the cat's ass. And like, he's just, I don't know, he's just another kid. He's, he's not particularly impactful. Um, I, I mean, I think their issue isn't necessarily like they, they shoot the ball well. They've got guys who can put it in the hole. They've got guys who can score. They have a pretty balanced attack. Um, they average 15 turnovers a game, though. And that's, that's really probably the biggest issue is like, that's a ton of turnovers. You're averaging more turnovers than assists. Like that's, that's going to kill you, especially in a, in a league where, especially in the big 10, I mean, they're what one and three to start their big 10 season. And, and they've just lost some games where, I mean, they've showed us, they've, they've come up with some huge wins. They've shown they can beat anybody. I mean, they beat Texas, they beat, who did they beat? Did they beat Virginia? No, they beat UCLA, uh, another really, really good team. But they've lost to some teams where it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? And I think it's just that that they're erratic. And I would say TJ Shannon has been, you know, in his career, Texas Tech, kind of erratic, right? There are times where he looks like this guy, this dude should be the best player on the floor. And then your times like, did, did TJ Shannon play? You know, and Matthew Meyer's kind of the same way. Like Matthew Meyer will score 16 points in like five minutes because he'll catch in a bunch of threes and he's got the mullet going or he's stroking his mustache or whatever. And you're like, damn, like this kid is this kid's going to be like a folk hero. And then he'll go through like four games where he scores like four points a game. And you're like, is, is Matthew Meyer still on the team? 
you know, he's just kind of erratic. And I feel like that's a little bit, they're, they're still that way. And Coleman Hawkins, you're right. He hasn't taken the step I thought he would. RJ Melendez hasn't really taken the step I thought he would. He hasn't been particularly good. They've got another kid who was a freshman last year, I think has been hurt pretty much all year who hasn't played for them. And, and I thought, uh, what was his name? Was it Goody? Was it Luke Goody? Oh yeah. 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 Goody. who's a sophomore. And he was another guy who was like a swing man who I thought was going to be a piece for them. I don't know what the status of him is. He hasn't played all year either. So I don't know. I find myself still kind of like believing that Illinois can eventually kind of turn it on, but it might just be like, I have a picture in my head of what this team can be like at their peak. And the reality is they just don't play at their peak very often. You know, there's a lot of teams like that where it's like, man, at their best, they can play with anybody. They just, they just don't play at their best very much. Right. That might be this Illinois team. It's amazing how much better some teams would be if they just play their best at all times. Right. And then there's, I mean, it, like the Illinois best is better than a lot of teams best, Yep. but they don't play at their best very much. Hate to see it. I know. I've got another big 10 trending down for you. Okay. Is this going to be your trending down? Or are you getting on the big 10 now? I guess I'm just kind of sticking in conferences with you. Like, this is where my brain works. I work I work in a geographical kind of way. Okay. Well, that's going to get weird, like, when, uh, like, UCLA and USC move over. It's going to really it gonna get, Well, yeah. you're right about that. You're right about that. Yeah. That's, you know what, let me hold on to this geographical conference kind of alignment while we still can. Yeah. All right. Go on. Um, although this really isn't, this from a geographical perspective is kind of a little out of whack. Okay. So, um, let, let me guess then. Big Ten... Not geographic, geographically sound with the rest of the Big Ten. Yeah, where's Rutgers at? Where's Rutgers located? Oh, they're they're pretty good, but they're in New York. Yeah, I was gonna say geographically, they're not that close. Okay, no, they're not. Uh, There's another team though, that's, down, that's out in that neck of the woods. Trending down, Big Ten, that neck of the woods. I don't know. Maryland. Okay. The Terps. Yep. So where Stefan Diggs went? You're awesome. They started out amazing. They had wins over St. Louis. They had wins over Miami. That one's aging well. I think that St. Louis one will age well. The St. Louis hasn't been uh, good here as of late either. They beat your Illinois team. They maybe started the trending down for Illinois. I don't know. How are they my Illinois team? I just stuck. I didn't stick a fork in them, but like I'm starting to pound the nails in the coffin and maybe they'll be able to bounce back and get out, but it's highly unlikely. That's that's your team. You wanted them to be good and they're not. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin, they lost to Wisconsin. They lost to Tennessee. They got absolutely blitzkrieged by UCLA. And Michigan. And then they got absolutely destroyed by Michigan, and they lost handily to Rutgers. They're playing Ohio State right now in a, in a tight game at half, but uh, I am not digging the way this Maryland team's rolling right now. They have lost, I mean, some of these losses, John, they lost to UCLA by like 30 points, and it was basically like they just like spotted UCLA like 20 to out the gate. Like it was... It was over in a hurry. And the same thing with that. I mean, that Michigan one might be worse. At least UCLA is like really good. Michigan is just kind of eh. Mm -hmm. And they got absolutely destroyed. Maryland. uh, Trending down. Okay. Your thoughts. Um, So what's changed since they've been trending up to trending down? Like are some players just not performing well? Did some people just... Get off to an amazing start. I'm trying to look up their box score quick. Like they're they're very much like kind of like, like an evenly balanced like four guys between ten and fourteen points per game. Um, 
not efficient from three point line. I see that thirty one point one percent. Like, what is it for them? Um, I don't know. I can't put my finger on any like one thing. It what what it probably is is teams will do this where they get wins early in the season, artificially raise their own expectations, and then water finds its level. And they just, they kind of fall back to the pack a little bit. Now, some of that, like, objectively, Maryland losing to Michigan is not like a, oh, sound the alarm bell. Maryland losing to UCLA is not like a, oh my gosh, that's that's trouble. Losing to Tennessee, again, like they're losing to teams that are probably, at the beginning of the season, you're like, yeah, those teams are probably going to beat Maryland. But it's, but it's losing by 30 to some of these teams is, I don't know, that just, that feels damaging. And I, I guess I don't know what to, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know if there's an, there's, there's probably like an intangible thing here where part of it's probably there's a talent deficit. Part of it is probably just, you know, they're, they're, some of the pieces like aren't, aren't, aren't fitting super well. I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, they picked up some early season wins that, that illustrate that this team has like enough talent. They have enough guys who were good players last year coming back. Um, I don't know. Sometimes these teams, they just show you that they can get got and Maryland gets got when they get got, they get got in a big way. Okay. Any more from the big 10 here? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of see I'm just kind of looking at the standings here to see if anything jumps out at me. Um, golden Gophers last in the big 10. I kind of expected that. So there it is. Credit to them. They're, they're, they're like performing as we expected. They are, you know, a team yeah. that's been playing, that's kind of had like a little up and down of a season already. It feels like an odyssey of a two months, uh, Michigan state. Yeah. They're at the top or tied for the top with three other teams, but they're at the, yeah, top they started the year with some, with some impressive, like showings, a close loss to Gonzaga, uh, a good win over a Kentucky team where a win is not, uh, that's not aging super well, but it's a win over Kentucky. And then they took some weird losses and I think they've won like six games in a row now and they just yeah. beat Michigan. So that's a nice little win. They I think they're double digits to uh to Notre Dame, who we talked about earlier, though. That's a weird loss, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. It just doesn't make a ton of sense. No. And so, I mean, they've won six games in a row. I think they're starting to get healthy. I think part of like that mid-season, the middle of the early season. I don't know how we how do we label that, but the middle of the early season struggles. Um, probably now part of okay, so part of their six game win streak here is like the best team they've beaten is probably Penn State. I was going to say, I see Brown on there. You're yeah. never, never easy yeah. to beat Brown. Yeah. It's tough to push them out sometimes. They beat our Buffalo Bulls. So there's that. Yeah. No um, more Jeanette in there though. So it's not no, as good. No, you're right. They're getting healthy though. Malik Hall is back. He had a nice little game here against Michigan the other night. Uh, Joey Hauser has been picking his game up. He's been playing well. He's averaging a career high, like 13 points and eight rebounds. So he's playing well. Jaden Akins is coming back, and I think he's been playing a little better here as of late. Um, I think that's part of it. Just they're 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 not a team that has like high end. They're not going to overwhelm you with with one guy who's going to carry them. They're they're very balanced. They're they're not super talented, right? For a, for a good team, they're not like overly talented. They have to win with like they need all their pieces. I think if you lose guys like Malik Hall and Jaden Akins, who might be their two most talented players. Well, things get ugly in a hurry. So I, I think they're they're weirdly flying under the radar, don't you think? I mean, yeah. 
When was the last time you heard anything about Michigan State? This is this is like the prototypical, uh, you know, Izzo March thing, like where they're just flying on the radar all year, and then just boom in March, Final Four. Maybe, could be. All right, should we get to forking? You're out of trending ups and trending downs already. I I came with one each, and I've kind of tra- been oh. trying to like just follow suit with you. If oh, you want to really? pick a conference for another trending up or trending down, I can maybe piggyback off yours. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. But right. I will say my forking is another conference. So if I say that one, maybe that'll jog your memory. Yeah, that's that sounds good. I, I'm I've okay. still got a few more. I've got a few more like, you know, trending ups here. How about um, Providence? Okay. Who they just beat? They beat UConn or play them close? They just beat UConn. Providence. Okay. If you look, if you look right now, the current Big East standings. It is Providence sitting at the top. The Providence six Friars. and o, six and zero even. They've never been. I, I saw a stat here the other day. After they beat UConn, I think they improved to five and zero. They've never. St- they've that's like their best start in in school history in the conference. So, like, they're legit. I have a... Actually, you know, you're just my memory. I've got a fork for this conference. Ready? Sure. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, my God. Oh. Hang on. I got to look something up here. Okay. How about Providence, though? Pretty good team. That's his name. I couldn't think of his freaking name. Yeah, pretty good team. But my fork. Uh, Patrick Ewing... Being the coach there next year, or possibly even at the end of this year, at Georgetown. At Georgetown, yes. Okay, you're forking Patrick Ewing. How do you? I believe I saw a stat earlier this week where they've lost like 25 straight conference games, which spans parts of three seasons. So all of last year, I believe they're winless in conference play. They're 0 and 6 to start the conference play this year, and then they also would have lost some games before last year. Leading up to, I believe, I believe it was twenty five in a row. And how do you do that and still have a job outside of obviously he's a Georgetown legend? But it's just amazing to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a problem, right? I mean, Georgetown has not been. They haven't been to the well. They went to they got to the tournament here a couple of years ago on that fluky winning the mm-hmm. Big East conference. But like, they've been just kind of completely irrelevant. I feel like, I feel like the last time Georgetown was like relevant was the year that Dunk City got them. Florida Gulf Coast, remember that? It was like 2012 or 2013 where they uh, where they were the two seed in Dunk City. That was like the birth of Dunk City and the death of Georgetown. Who's on that team? Because I remember there's, must have been in the late 2000s, they beat North Carolina in the Elite Eight. They had like Roy Hibbert and Jeff Green. That would have been, that was before 2012, right? Yeah. Okay. 2012 so or 13 was like Otto Porter. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else. They didn't have Greg Monroe yet. That or that was after Greg Monroe. I just remember Otto Porter being like the dude on that team. And they were a two seed and they got they got got by the 15 seed Florida Gulf Coast team. And it was just like since then I feel like Georgetown has just been in the wilderness, man. Like they're they're bad. And like that is that's supposed to be a team that, that's supposed to be like a flag bearer big brand of college hoops. Yeah. If not the conference. Yeah, you would think. I mean, you would think Connecticut and Georgetown should probably be like the, the the front runners in that league. Yeah. Well, and then Nova. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Georgetown sucks. You're right. Patrick Ewing has probably got a 
I, I don't really understand. I mean, it's it, there's a whole bunch of politics at play there where it's like, how do you get rid of the guy who was like the program's face? You know, that that's 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 probably why, you know, what you should probably not do not not solely hire people who are connected to your program. Yep. Not like, like keep if everything in the family all the time. Yeah. It's like if it's the best candidate, absolutely. But if it's just to do it, just to do it, then you're dumb. Yep. And we're going to probably see that when Texas hires their next coach. It'll probably be a, an ex-player. Although they don't really, Texas is big enough where it's like the only, the ex-player, yeah, like they'll hire probably like Royal Ivy or TJ Ford or something. One of these guys who is just kind of another guy that you can easily cut ties with, but they got to stop hiring these players who haven't really ever been great head coaches. who will hire coaches who actually deserve to be the head coach of somewhere. Exactly. Um, What's that? Nepotism. I couldn't think of the word nepotism. That, yeah. Yeah. Nepotism, nepotism. at its worst. They're keeping it in its family for sure. Yeah. Uh, but Providence, though, I know you. I know you want to doubt them because of all the luck last year. They ranked yeah. What, what's the luck rating this year? I need to know this. One fifty ninth. They're not even a top one fifty team when it comes to luck. Okay. They're not like even middle of the lucky. pack. So like, luck doesn't even factor into me judging them here. No, they're just good. They rank twenty fourth in offense per Ken Palm, sixty uh, sixth on defense. So they're they're a pretty good offensive team. Tell you, uh, Bryce Hopkins, talk about a uh, a transfer who's paying off. Bryce Hopkins has been awesome. Honestly, their entire transfer class has actually been really, really good. Bryce Hopkins has been good. Devin, uh, what's the guard? What's his name? Carter. Devin Carter, he's been awesome. Yep. Noah Locke? Is he a, Noah Locke's actually been okay, there? too. Is he in yep. his first year there? Okay. He's in his first year there. Yep. So those three guys are all averaging double figures. I mean, Bryce, Bryce Hopkins, probably a Big East player of the year at this point, 16 and 9. He's had some just absolutely monster, uh, monster games. Like a twenty-seven and twenty game here a couple weeks ago, I think. So, um, Providence just Ed Cooley, man. Providence just they just keep on keeping on. Ooh, you see, we have Houston, Cincinnati today. Is that one? Is that one good? You think? I don't know. It. I mean, it's at Cincy, so they could be frisky at home. I guess there's a chance. Then, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, uh, we're gonna cross sports here because uh, I just saw an advertisement for tomorrow night's game. How uh, how are you and the dogs feeling? I feel I feel okay. Yeah. You know, I feel better about this one than I did the Ohio State game. Okay. But I mean, I, I wouldn't I don't I don't think the the spread is like 14 points or something ridiculous. I don't think they're going to win by that much. Fun fact, fun fact. Georgia doesn't have to win by 14 points to get the national championship game. No, they do not. No, yeah, they don't. So you have that going. You know, I think there's like this weird there's this weird expectation though, I think that comes from being that big of a spread that everyone will expect Georgia just to go dominate them. And I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be a dogfight. So, okay. you know, I, I like their chances. So we'll see what happens. Okay. We will. All right. Did I have, did I have anything from the Big East? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I know UConn we talked extensively about. Um, they went from winning every game by 10 points to winning a game by less than 10 points to losing a all, game outright. All they do is nearly, To nearly – Losing by ten plus, so they are, they're they're like the definition of trending down right now. Basically. I was say, do you want a trending? I mean, t- trending down all the way down. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. they won yesterday. They won Saturday against Creighton, but I mean, okay, everybody beats Creighton, and they didn't even beat them by more than ten. They beat them by nine. Yeah. So, are the Connecticut Huskies broken, and can they fix it? No, I don't think so. 
What's the I problem? Think, too many guys. Were they too? Were they too lucky earlier on there? And now the luck's run out. Maybe it could be too many guys too, though. I see after Hawkins, it gets very, very uh, Florida Statey there. Could it be? Could it be one of those where you know Dan Hurley strikes me as the type of guy who they they need to be the underdog. Right, we need to have a chip on our shoulder because if we don't play with that chip on our shoulder, nobody believes in us. Underdog mentality—that that's what gives them their edge. You know what I mean? Like there are teams that that have to play with that kind of edge to be good teams. They can't just—they can't be the teams that are just like, "Yep, we're going to out talent you." Like they—they they have to play with that edge. I'm wondering if because they beat so many teams by like double figures, they started kind of drinking their own Kool Aid a little bit. Could that be the case? They're. Uh... Oops, sorry, I was watching that pass breakup from Patrick Peterson. Um, no, they got it's got a little too high on their own supply, and um, yeah, now they suck. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if they can get it back. Anything else on the Big East? Let's see. Anything else on the Big East? No. Okay. Did you ever come up with a forking yet? I have not. I have some more trending ups though. Okay. Do you have another conference? Uh, this one is just kind of a one-off. Okay. Quick little one-off, and then I've got another conference for you. Co- uh, one-off, Dayton. Six-game win streak. I know earlier they were broken. We were ready to fork them, probably. If we were to do a premature fork, might have been Dayton. They've won six okay. games in a row. Big man, Dayron Holmes, is averaging 24-10 and 10 over his last five. He has been a force. Uh, Dayton Flyers are sitting at the top of the A-10. That might be a conference that you just kind of fork, because, like, the whole conference sucks. Yeah, see, Dayton, and like it's not that they're just winning. They beat St. Joe's by twenty, Davidson by fourteen, Duquesne by twelve, Alcorn State by by math, uh, forty two, Wyoming yes. by seventeen. Yeah, yeah, they're handling some of these people. They beat Vatek by twenty eight, or no, lost to Vatek. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong way. They got crushed by Vatek. <laughs> that was but when they like, were not playing well. Like they've had, they've been three and four. They've been five and five, and now all of a sudden they're eleven and five. Yep. Um, yeah, Deron Holmes. Like I've talked about, like how ESPN has like the high points, high rebounds, high assists. Deron Holmes is on there quite a bit. Well, he's averaging like nineteen, and he's averaging like nineteen and nine. I mean, he is well, a like, look at he is a high six. major guy playing playing in the A ten. His last six games. I'm gonna add it up so I can get an average here, but. 27 plus 24 plus 23, 22, 32, and 20, divided by six. Almost 22 points per game in the last six games. Yeah. 24 and 10 in his last five. Wait, no, that's not right. I did not do that right. It has has to be more than 22. The low one in that stretch is 20, and that's the only one below 22. There's no way that's right. It's probably more like 25. 25 and 10 in his last five. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, they played well. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm ready for a uh, here's here's a here's a one off trending down. I'm ready. New Mexico. Yeah, they were. were they they were the, the last undefeated team. Yeah, were they in like the top ten or anything? Top five ever? Ah, uh, no, they did. They never they got that, that high. high. Okay. No, they were ranked. I think in like the they were ranked like twentieth. Um, but now they can't win. They've lost two in a row. They lost to UNLV on Saturday night. What's wrong with the Lobos? Um, it's probably water finding its level. 
a little bit. They beat some teams that weren't particularly good early in the season. And, you know, I know early in the season, like, we were when we were making our, like, the week into the year, remember we did, like, some overreactions? Oh, I, 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 I love that show. That was fun. One of our overreactions, or one of my overreactions at least, was we don't have to pay attention to basketball past the central time zone. We don't have to pay attention to Mountain Time basketball or Pacific Time basketball. The Mountain West Conference, I think, has has uh, has taken that notion and said, yes, you do. See us. Because there are a bunch of teams here that are actually playing pretty well. Nevada, 14-3 and quietly. They've won six in a row. They're 4-0 and in the Mountain West Conference. San Diego State has won five in a row. They're playing good basketball. Utah State, 13-3 and on the year. New Mexico's pretty good. UNLV is actually pretty decent. I think there's a lot of pretty solid teams in the Mountain West. Um, it took them a little while to kind of reveal themselves, but I think that league's actually going to be kind of compelling. Even though there's only one currently ranked team, and that currently will no longer, like New Mexico won't be ranked tomorrow when new rankings come out. There might not be a ranked team in that league, but I think it's pretty good. I think it's going to be pretty competitive. Ugh, but no, and that kind of seems to be the MO where it's like they always have like three or four teams where it's like, okay, they're good and could win a game in the tournaments, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, tournament success certainly hasn't been the Mountain West's thing. Like they they've stunk it up in the tournament as of late. But I I, I, remember, I remember being very disappointed in Colorado State last year. Who they was it Michigan they lost to? Yeah, they got handled by Michigan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think I think that that conference race is always an intriguing one. There's always it seems like pretty evenly matched teams. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's I think New Mexico. I don't think anybody is going to run the table in the Mountain West. So yeah. 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 Alrighty. My last trending down, and this one hurts me because at the beginning of the year, if you told me pick a team to win the national title or pick the national title game. Oh, can I guess? Can I guess? I mean, it's going to be pretty easy to guess. But yes. Now you're making me feel like if I'm getting get, I've seen get them wrong, in person I'm an this idiot. season. You've seen them in person this. Have you seen Creighton? Creighton? Not Creighton. You haven't. I want well, my first guess could be Baylor because I knew you were. It Baylor is Highland. Baylor. You've seen Baylor this year? Yeah, I went to that Pentagon game. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, my dad and I went. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, what's wrong with them this year? They stink. They're ten and five. There's so I much thought worse about, than I thought they'd be. I thought about putting them in the trending down today. Yeah. Well, they're. Uh, I mean, they're absolutely in the. Tra- I was almost ready to fork them. They're zero and three in the Big Twelve. Yeah, they can't beat anyone. They don't play any defense, John. They're they're another one of those teams. Like this is the team that they're basically Notre Dame. They're basically a better Notre Dame. They're like a better version of Notre Dame, where their offense is pretty damn good, but they play a little bit of defense, but not very much. And the Big Twelve is not the ACC, where you can just play like shit and beat some shittier teams. Big Twelve's good, and so Baylor is. Uh, I don't know. They're struggling. When do we I, start I like talking that. about them and missing like the tournament? Well, they're not going to miss the tournament. <laughs> they're too they're too good for that. But I mean, I thought this team was like a top five team in the country, and they don't look like it right now. Yeah, they lose. They need the your guy double T back. Fifteen. They do. They lose on the road by fifteen to Iowa State, and then back to back close losses, but at home. Um, they're not doing good with purple teams. They lose to TCU and Kansas State. And they were up by like 15 against TCU. 
and that one got away from them. I mean, T- TCU's legit. Talk about it trending up. You've been you've been slow to give them some credit. I know. Hey, here, you want me to? Here's here's some maybe some uh, here's some weird. Just like if we want to do treating Ken Palm as gospel, like this is where you lose me. T- Iowa State beat Baylor by what did you say it was like twenty five? Fifteen. Fifteen. They're ranked lower than Baylor right now. Yeah. Their record is better, and they've won more games. Why do you think that is? Like, I, I don't, don't understand I, it. Is Iowa State still, even with all our new guys, still have like the defense reputation this year? I mean, like, their defense is hard. their defense okay. is amazing, isn't it? But are they more like if you know how like say Virginia, they're always known more for their defense than their offense. Is that kind of how Iowa State is still? That's how Iowa State is, and that's how they're gonna be. Yeah, their okay. defense yeah. is very good. Um, TCU just beat Baylor, still lower than Ken Palm. Has he not hit the refresh button yet? Maybe. Yeah, like, can, so, can someone tell this man, like, there are actually games being played? Yeah. Like, let the results, let the results matter here, Kenneth. Where do you think he pulls his data? Like, there's no way he's, like, typing in all the different scores and number of possessions for each game. Like, oh, where do you no. think he pulls his data from? I don't know. Yeah. NCAA 2K23. <laughs> Could be. It's got to be like ESPN or something. Probably. Yeah. Although ESPN Anyways. has much of this stuff too. But um, who keeps track of possessions? Who's sitting there watching the game with like a tally saying, oh, one possession, two possession, three possession? Like who's doing that? Hard to, hard to believe. Probably yeah. some, some sort of some intern who's just desperate. Yeah. Boy, big boy drive there for South Dakota State to start this thing off. They take a seven nothing lead. Oh, I over forgot that that game. I forgot that the game is started. I got the oh. Vikings on right here. Ugh. They're, they're in the red zone here too. First and goal. I kind of forgot that game was even going on. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, they almost just served up a pick six there. Jeez, Louise, come on, Bison. All right, I'm gonna get to Forkin. I'm, I'm All right, take, I'm you get, yep, let's lead off the fork and then I'll play off your fork. We can like okay. turn this into a three-way we're, fork. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're, <laughs> right, we're we uh, going to an, an, another conference we haven't talked about yet. My, I am forking Kentucky fans ever having any faith in Calipari. You think it's over for Cal? I think it's getting there. And I, no, actually, tech, I'm forking them. So it's yeah. There. I was gonna yeah, say no. You, yeah. you have to be. Yeah. You have to be in I, I have to be all in. I have to be all in. So yeah, you can't sit on the fence. So here's the thing, Biggs. They're currently ten and five, and you can't really say they have any terrible losses. They have, they've all been against you know. Fairly did you get eyes on that Alabama one yesterday? Yeah, and like I guess they did lose by like thirty, didn't they? <laughs> that's, that's a, a terrible that's a terrible loss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I need to do a better job of factoring the in the difference of scoring. So yeah, that's yeah, that loss. has to matter. They did. They haven't lost any terrible teams. Yeah, exactly. That's what. I, that's where I was trying to go with that. Sure. But um, as far as just that record, though, like a lot of fans of t- various teams would be fine with that record, but it's not okay for Kentucky. You know, this is one of the more well-known brands and blue bloods. In college basketball, and arguably the biggest, yeah, and I think especially in like the last five years, there's been kind of a growing frustration with fans where it's like, yeah, we're just getting sick of, you know, you know, we have all these recruits coming in next year. Oh, and look at all these guys that got drafted, you know, this year, and you know, I kind of thought about it, and Kentucky, like, they're kind of like the college basketball equivalent of pro teams fans saying, at least we have the draft coming up. You know what I mean? Sure. 
It's we like always get a new team, no matter how no matter yeah. how frustrating this can be. We get a new team next year. Yep. And there's it's, and there's something freeing about that. Exactly. And so I think, you know, the relationship there and did he ever get is he like a lifetime coach? Is he like a what's the word, tenured? He has did a he lifetime ever? contract, whatever that means. Okay. So whatever buyout what has to be massive if they wanted to actually buy him out. Oh, I'm and sure. Get him, get him to go somewhere else. But at this point, I think there were like any, any. I think all fans are getting sick. All blah blah blah. All Kentucky fans are just getting sick of Calipari at this point. Yeah, you're probably right about that. And it just seems like it's getting it's, it's getting worse though. You know, like there were, I mean, objectively, in 2015 they had like the best team in the country. They didn't win the national championship, but they got to the final four and they were they were stupid loaded. 2016, I think they got to, what, like the second round? 17, they got to the Elite Eight. Had a really, really good team. 2018, I'm trying to remember. I don't think they were particularly good. 2019, they got to the Elite Eight. Had a really, really good team. 2020, they didn't make the tournament, and they were like an okay team. So they're, they're kind of starting to go in the wrong direction there, where it's like, eh, not very good. They're okay. Then 21, they were god-awful. And then last year they were supposed to be good and they got upset in a massive upset. And it's like, would the people hate John Calipar? Oh, big boy response here at NDSU getting the touchdown. Did you not catch that? Is that a touchdown? Yeah, I was going to say. Touchdown by NDSU. I think I need to get this game on. I'm getting rid of the Ohio State-Maryland game. That's that's big time. Joe Stoffel, 27-yard receiving touchdown. Your boy, Joe Stoffel. The Bison just had – geez, we only score from like inside the five. We don't score from that far out. Yeah, what is this? This is like if Virginia started winning eighty-five to eighty. This is the battle of the ba- battle for Mega Coda. Mega Coda, right? Mega Coda's on the line here. Yeah, I saw a shirt yesterday at the uh, at the basketball game I was at. The, the kid was walking around with a, oh my gosh, did he hit that? That got in. Okay, it was something about like more than a. What do they play for in the regular season? It's like a rock. D- or Dakota a, Dakota marker. It's called. This yeah. one's more than a marker. Or something. I was like, okay. that's actually pretty cool. I'm here yeah. for that. Yeah. This is for um, a national title, which South Dakota State has none of. So, so right. exactly. We only have like seven of them. So. Oh, do you actually? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm more. I'm, I'm more North Dakota State. I'm an NDSU oh. grad, John. But you live in South Dakota now, so you uh, you're no, gone. I'm kind of both. You Either burned way, that, you've burned that bridge. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I don't pay taxes in South Dakota, so I'm, I'm a South Dakotan. Yeah, exactly. Taxes pay for your salary. No, nobody pays taxes in South Dakota. So. Oh, okay. Nice. No state tax. Is that actually true? That's 100% true. We're better. Okay. But yeah, property anyway. taxes. Why is Kentucky not better? Why are they so bad? They just suck. I don't know. I, admittedly, you know, like, admittedly I haven't really had eyes on them. I think I, think I watched like the CBS Sports Classic. I've kind of heard with uh case and wallace that it's all kind of like he's like that prototypical freshman all about me type thing where it's oh, like okay. do, doesn't make the little plays kind of makes like the business decision plays like not go diving after a loose ball type thing mm. so i've kind of heard that i can't say for sure though okay well and that's and that's what you i mean let's let's just assume that's the case that's what you get when you recruit a bunch of five-star freshmen who are just kind of eyeing up their next paycheck. They're not exactly. the type of guys who like are playing for, I have so much pride in this school. I love this state. I am playing for, I'm putting, I'm willing to die for this Jersey. You know, you don't have right. a lot of that here. Yep. 
But no, that's just kind of what I've heard. I can't say for sure because I have not really had eyes on them. Let's just assume that's the case. Okay. I haven't had a chance to watch them a ton either. I, and I watched the CBS Sports game. I didn't get a chance to watch their their game against Bama the other night. Um, I haven't seen Kentucky here in a couple of weeks, but it does feel like – I mean, even when I watched them play against Gonzaga earlier in the year and against Michigan State earlier in the year, it just looks like a team that doesn't know what the hell it's doing. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks like a team where – the, the pieces just don't really fit very well. I, I don't know. I mean, you look at, and maybe, and maybe this is, I mean, they're a, they're a decent offensive team. They're a decent defensive team. They're just kind of decent. And you're right. 95% of fan bases would be like, hell yeah, we're decent. Like that's, that's fine with us. And for Kentucky, decent is just not, not good enough. So maybe that's, maybe that's just the problem is case Wallace has been Okay. He hasn't been. He was a. He was like a top ten recruit. He hasn't delivered that type of production, and yep. and to be honest with you, I don't. I don't know who was supposed to deliver more. I guess Severe Wheeler. He hasn't been. He hasn't been like great. And, but and what, what's, what's, Severe Wheeler what's the great? what's the byproduct of that? Is it just too many cooks cooks in the kitchen this year? Like they have all these other guards to you know compete for minutes with them. I just think it's that I just think it's like a weird lack of talent. Like I don't think they're super talented. Severe Wheeler is just kind of an okay player, right? I mean, like he's he was a nice player at Georgia. Like he was okay last year. He's just kind of okay though. He's not like a uh, make a list of like top the top twenty point guards in the country. Severe Wheeler is probably not on it, right? At, at, at their respective positions, is Severe Wheeler a top fifteen point guard in college basketball? Pro- probably not. Is Kaysen Wallace a top fifteen? You know, two guard, maybe, I don't know. He's not like, he's not like an all conference, all American level player. Antonio Reeves, another guy, like, is he a top, is he like an all conference, all American caliber player? Probably not. Oh, Maryland's beating Ohio state now. So unfork Maryland, you know, CJ Frederick, another nice role. We didn't player. fork Maryland. We, we trended them down. So yeah, never mind. Right. Maryland trending neutral. Okay, perfect. Um, you know, Sheboy, who was like the player of the year last year, I, I don't think like, I, I think he's just kind of stagnated, which I guess I didn't really expect him to do much more than what he did last year. What was he last year? Like a 17 and 12, 17 and 13, 17 uh, and 15. Something like that. I don't, yeah, he's he's a, his numbers are a little down. Like 16 and, so, and 13, he was, yeah, 17 and, what's the rebound type? He's about the same as what he was last year. Maybe a little less impactful, but it just feels like they're not that talented. Doesn't it? I mean, like, who, who on this team is that talented to you? Like, they, they have the talent. I, I, I can't say for sure. Obviously, Sheboy is still a very good player. Just, you know, it's kind of a little bit of regression. Yeah, he's a he's a, but, he's a But he was incredible last year, so it's not like it's a bad thing. Right. Um, but I think, I think it's kind of like, do they have too much talent? They don't have, like, the guy doing, like, they don't have, like, a, a, uh, guy who's just solely in there to collect boards or a guy who's solely in there to lock down the other guy's best perimeter guard, you know? Right. They don't have any of that. They just have a bunch of guys who are good scorers and don't do the little things. If Jay Wright was this team's coach through 15 games, what do you think the record would be? 15 and 0. 15 and 0. Yeah. What about Tony Bennett? Well, are are we saying Jay Wright in the, in this conference and with that schedule, or is it like the, like the Villanova typical schedule. No, Jay Wright with this, with this literally just sub Calipari out at the beginning of the season or, okay. or in the preseason or whatever, like Jay Wright got the summer to work with this team. 
he put this to like John Calipari just got sick and he's like, I need a new coach. And Tony Bennett's like, I'll take the job. Or Jay Wright's like, I'll take the job. Or uh, 12 and three. Yeah. Like, and that's maybe that goes to your point about people not really loving Calipari is like, as Calipari's assembled some nice rosters and, and maybe this team's okay. It's not like overly talented, but does he have the ability to lift teams that are not overly? T- How many times has, has Calipari won more with less? Uh, I can't really think of a time because he always has a lot. Right. And there are a ton of really, really good coaches all over the country where all, all you t- all they talk about is this guy. This guy does more with less. They find a way to turn these these decent players and they get more out of them, or they maximize their players. Maybe Calipari is not that type of coach. He's not maximizing these guys, and these guys aren't great. And and because they're not like they don't have the ability, Calipari doesn't have the ability to to make them great. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if that's maybe, and that's probably why Kentucky fans are like, why are we paying? Why are we treating this guy like he's amazing? If he can't, if, if the only way that he can win is if we have four lottery picks on the roster, like, what are we doing? Right. Oh, I agree. All right. So you forked Kentucky. I like it. Yep. Give me another good fork. That was fun. (laughs) You can't just make me fork on command, Biggs. Sorry. Fork! (laughs) Fork this. Well, do you have anything SEC related then? In terms of who we're going to fork and stuff? Fork or trending up, trending down? Or are we just all, all about the forking now? Oh, um, boy. We're just... Let's see. I mean, the SEC, there are there are some teams that I had in my, in my trending down. I feel like I had Mississippi State. Because it feels like they've been stinking it up here as of late. They started off the season really, really well, and it could be one of those where they've they've created their own unrealistic expectations because they won the first like twelve or thirteen games. Here's a question. Here's a question. Okay. All right. Because this is going to lead into someone who I I believe we can call um, trending up. Weren't you uh, singing the singing the tunes of uh, Missouri during our conference preview season? I don't like to pat my own shoulder um, or, or pat my own back or what, what's that phrase? Pat myself on the back or yeah, whatever. But yeah, I was. But, yeah, you were. So uh, take your victory lap and tell us why you're right. Like what have they done to prove that you were correct? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even think like I, I was right, but I was wrong about how I was going to be right. You didn't I think they'd be thought- this good. They th- you thought they'd be a little better, but not this much better. Okay. I, I, I guess. Their success doesn't surprise me, um, especially given like the schedule they play. I think I thought they'd be able to pile up wins early, especially like, against some of these lesser teams. I thought they'd be a middle of the conference. Like they're projected by a lot of people to be like 12, 13, 14, however many teams are in the conference, like at the bottom. I thought they'd be like seven, eight, nine. There was, there was a lane for that. And I still think that could be kind of where they end up. I thought the way they would get there, though, was I thought Isaiah Mosley would be a lot more impactful. The Missouri State guard transfer. He doesn't even play. Um, he's averaging like eight points a game. I think he's been benched. Like, he's a guy that basically has had very little impact on their season. Um, some of their other guys, though, they're, they're, I mean, they've nailed it with some of these transfers. Demoy Hodge, was he a Cleveland State kid? Um, I think he was. And he's averaging 16 a game. And he's having a terrific season. 
Uh, DeAndre Golston, I believe, was a – did he come from – he might have come from Cleveland State as well. Or maybe he came from Milwaukee. Yeah, he was a Milwaukee kid. He's having a nice season. Really, really impactful player. Um, the kid from Northern Iowa, Noah Brown. No, Noah Brown? Kobe. Noah Carter. Or, oh, there's a Kobe Brown too. Kobe Brown's really good. He's one of the few yeah. guys who was like incumbent, like he was there before. Yeah. Um, Honor? Uh, I mean, I'd rather be Honor. Don't even know her. <laughs> yeah, or don't even know her. Honor's pretty good. Like he's a, he, he's a thick boy too. You look at him like he's got he's – a, he's a big boy. Kind of a chunky butt for a guard, which I'm here for. I kind of like it. I love fat guards. 5'10", 200. Yeah, like he looks – I mean, he's, he's thick. A big yeah. face. I just I, see I, I just love the the, the hashtag analysis. Well, like that boy, he he looks like he's gonna be a big kid. Yeah, he's been good he though. Kinda, he he kind of reminds me of David Roddy. <laughs> yeah, David Roddy was like all muscle though. True. You know why Missouri's really good? It's the reason that you thought Notre Dame was gonna be really good. They, they score a lot. Oh, which involves shooting. So I'm right. They're number two in the country in adjusted offense. Wow, one eighty fifth in defense. So if there is a if there is another side of that proverbial shoe kind of dropping on them potentially, it could be that if that offense slips a little bit. They don't have a great defense, uh, but they also do play super fast. They they play a really fast tempo. Which side note, like I miss that when UNC played a really fast tempo. They they don't mm-hmm. do that anymore, and it, and it bothers nope. me. They play at the 98th tempo. They used to be like a top 10 adjusted tempo team. They play so slow now, and it drives me nuts. Um, anyway, back to Mizzou. They're they're pretty good. I thought they missed an opportunity to beat Arkansas here the other night. They played Arkansas, and, and, and they were up by like 15 really early in the game. And I was like, all right, full throttle down on Mizzou. And uh, they ended up losing, so I was sad. But um, they beat Kentucky. They beat somebody else here the other night that was uh, another nice team, I think. So... Yeah, I, I give us credit. Bigs and smalls. New Missouri would be pretty good. Yep. And we knew South Carolina would suck, and we were right about both. Okay. All right, we can't push this off any further, Bigs. We need you to fork someone. <sighs> this is stressful. I know you typically don't like to fork this early. You like to wait. But I'm here to tell you that it's okay. All right. Um, I'm going to fork Chris Beard's opportunity to ever head coach again. Okay. I think it's over. Think Chris so. Beard. What a sad, what a sad case. Has there ever been a time where someone's had, you know, these types of circumstances and they came back to coach? Like what was like the Bruce Pearl circumstances before that? Was that like, uh, bribe or like money related items it was was it was illegal recruiting stuff like he did something that and honestly like the stuff he did to my knowledge and i i could be a little out on this but like to my knowledge like it's a lot like the kelvin sampson thing where if that were allowed now it feels like like what bruce pearl did was not that like not that bad objectively even in the recruiting landscape like it wasn't terrible um it was that he tried covering it up and lying about it i think and that's a great lesson for for all young people, just come clean. If you do something wrong, honestly, it's 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 the running away from it and hiding from it and lying about it and trying to cover it up always makes it worse. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I think Bruce Pearl had some of that. Now, Bruce Pearl is also kind of a sleazeball. I don't know if Chris Beard is. He, he wouldn't be surprising if he kind of was um, just by looking at him. Yeah. But I don't know of any coach who's ever survived this type of like a, lit- a legitimate like criminal type of thing. I mean, we've had coaches like college football coaches who have had like sex scandals and and uh, and like, you know, driving like motor motor crimes and things like that. But like, I don't think anybody's ever survived like a domestic mm-hmm. violence type of crime. Um, and unfortunately, like who even knows, like, I don't know if Chris Beard did like what he has alleged to do or what he's, what is, what his fiance is saying he didn't actually do or, you know, all that, it's so like, weird when that happens. It like, is. And who knows and, even what happened, but like yeah. at this point, does any of that, and honestly, I mean, it's, it's rough, but like, does it even matter? No. At this point, none of those facts probably even matter. You know, like the image of Chris Beard out there in like the prison jumpsuit is now out there. And like, can you imagine like if he gets a head coaching job somewhere else, like how is he ever going to get players to to come play for him? I mean, like how is anybody going to be okay wanting to go play for a guy like that's got this kind of stuff on his on his resume? Maybe it'll happen, but no, I'm forking it. Chris Beard will never be a high major division one basketball coach in the state of Texas in the big 12 conference ever again until at least 2024. Okay. You're going on on, on there. My (laughs) guess is at some point he'll get a coaching job. It might not be D one, at least right away. It might, or it could be kind of like the Rick Pitino situation where he eventually goes to Iona, like a, like a very low profile school. Yep. I could see that happening. And maybe eventually he can build up. Like who knows? I don't. And I don't want to. Like, I, 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 and that's the thing is, I don't. I don't want to get like carve a path for Chris Beard like on on this podcast, um, just because of the situation that happened. Um, but I could see that happening. I could see him coaching at Duke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, some sleazeball school like that that just like doesn't care about. It wouldn't even be the coach. They just let him be the AD. Yeah. And then he'd hire Coach K again. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Do you have any others? I know uh, we could also get into the scrolling. Yeah, you want to bring you want to bring back the second favorite segment of everybody else too. People are gonna love this episode. This is gonna be an elite epi. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. We are recording this. Uh, I could not get up this morning to record a Sunday morning pod, so it's actually almost two two o'clock Central Time in the afternoon. Um, as far as Sunday games, the majority of them have already tipped. Um, but going further, I see like Houston, Cincinnati, who I mentioned earlier. I see Purdue, Penn State at Penn State. And Penn Penn State's had some good games this year, so that game could be a little bit frisky. Mm-hmm. Um, but and you already mentioned some of the games that are already going on. We mentioned Ohio State, Maryland. We mentioned what was the other one we mentioned? Uh, NDSU, SDSU. That's you. Um. But no, Sunday's – I'm just going to call it what it is. Sunday's kind of a weak slate here. It's nothing like Monday. <laughs> is, mo- is Monday good? No. I mean, Monday no. is Monday's amazing for one sport. That's right. Yeah, they're not going to schedule any games on Monday. No. Uh, Yeah, I say we just skip over Monday as I look at this. Yeah, Georgia TCU on Monday. Huge game. I love that it yeah. starts at 630. That is, uh, that is something that I'm here for. 
lately, like the last couple of years, where these games started like eight o'clock, and it's like, guys, college football games take four hours. Yeah. Don't start them at eight o'clock. Yeah. Uh, breaking news here: um, the Vikings have officially benched Kirk Cousins, so his time in a Vikings uniform is basically over. Um, wow. Oh wait, this game isn't that important. Never mind. No. Um, Tuesday, Michigan State at Wisconsin. You're you're high in Wisconsin. And Michigan State. Yeah. That should be a good that's game. At, that's at six, ESPN. Um, for it. I see a couple SEC matches in there. Oh, here's a low score and a fair waiting to happen here, Biggs. You looking at what I'm looking at? This game might not get in the 40s. Really? Yeah. I, I can't believe you're not guessing who it is. Virginia against somebody. Yes. Carolina. Yes. <laughs> I knew they played, but I was like, do they play on Tuesday? Yeah, they play Tuesday at Virginia. So expect um, not much scoring in that game. No, a lot of missed shots. A lot of Caleb Love missed shots. I kind of I like them starting Trimble now. And I hope it goes forward even when Nance gets back. It'd be interesting. I would. I, I guess I don't really care. No matter what, I just want to see them develop. I want to see that kid develop because they need. Yeah. They need. They need to find another bench guy. They need to find some production yeah. there. So, um, you know, if you want like a like a mid major version of UNC Virginia, although to be honest, I don't know. UNC's offense is not. I'm thinking of UNC's offense of old, where it was like elite level. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have ESPN Plus, though, Toledo at Kent State. That is at the the MAC Center. Did you know these teams are both in the MAC Conference? And, and play the at the center MAC. that they play in in Kent, Ohio, is the MAC Center? Wow. Is that, is that a neutral that's location? Just, that's just for the brand. That really is. But like Kent State, elite-level defense. Toledo, elite-level offense. Unstoppable force meets immovable object. It's like the Batman versus the Joker. Um, that could be a fun game. I think those two teams are the two best teams in the MAC. I'm gonna. I think I have ESPN Plus on my little Hulu Live thing. I'm gonna try to tune into that one. There you go. So, kind of excited. Uh, I don't see much else. No, Oklahoma. I see, Kansas I, I, I see, I see some Mountain West. As, as I see some Mountain. I see some Mountain West at the end there. Wyoming, Utah State, Nevada, San Diego State. Could be okay. Yeah, why is Wyoming? Wyoming is just trash. They're super yeah. disappointed. That's one of the more like next week when we do the. The disappointing slash exceeding expectations teams. We need to make sure Wyoming is on that disappointing because I love how we just just keep like redoing it, the same thing but with a different title. Wyoming's it's, definitely been disappointing. What we're doing here, what we're doing here is basically Mexican food. I heard this comedian talk about it one time where it's like all Mexican food is just meat, cheese, and tortilla, <laughs> but they've tricked us into doing the tortilla differently, like soft shell, hard shell, quesadilla. Burrito. Yeah, it's like all Mexican food is the same thing, but they just do it slightly differently. And they just tricked us. <laughs> they just package it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like the cheesy gordita crunch at Taco Bell where it's like a soft and a hard shell, but it's still the same <laughs> that, thing. That's next level right there. Yeah. Like, how do you even comprehend that? Whoa. I know. <laughs> Let's do two shells. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really good now. I want to go. Uh, Bama, Arkansas, Wednesday. Actually, honestly, Yukon Marquette, also intriguing. Wednesday is kind of a loaded slate. I see Creighton that's, Xavier. That's, cool. that's too Baylor, ba- a team we haven't talked about. West Virginia's 
playing better than we expected. So Baylor West Virginia could be a good one there. Yeah, that six o'clock has just got too many too many good games. Yeah. Xavier Creighton, I find that one to be fascinating. Creighton is a team that I'm like simultaneously Ooh. forking and also not quitting because I'm intrigued by them. We can re- it's a good measuring measuring stick game for Pitt. They go to Duke. That could be a okay. good one. Yeah. yeah, can they beat another average team? Yeah, exactly. Um. Indiana, Penn State is Indiana. Indiana might be in like a borderline trending down. I feel like they've been since they beat UNC early in the season. I feel like they haven't been very good, and so I I don't know. Like, should I start taking my victory lap on my Indiana take from the what was it again? That they weren't going to be that good. Yeah, I think I was I was with you on this. I know I wasn't buying Indiana either, and so I think we should. Okay, perfect. Charleston at UNC Wilmington. If that one's on TV, those are the far and away two best teams in the Colonial. Is Charleston like the top as far as like these like lower level conferences? Is College of Charleston the top team, would you say? I'm not. I, I think we'll find out. They play UNC yeah. Wilmington. Those two teams are both like Charleston is like 15 and 1. UNC Wilmington unranked, but they're like 14 and 2. So yep. those are the two best teams. I think that'll be interesting. Ooh, TCU, Texas? At eight? Yeah. Hey, remember when I said TCU was actually the best team, the second best team in Texas or the second best team in the Big 12? Or I said something, something about that, and you're like, are they going to be better than Texas? And I said, yes. Um, that didn't look very smart. Maybe it yeah. will come like 10 o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, in light of all the stuff surrounding Texas program right now, how the players respond to this. Because I think, have they played since he got fired? Yeah. Well, yeah, they played yesterday, didn't they lose? Okay, yeah. Uh, no, they well, beat they beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Never mind. Yep. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they handle the situation. With like, you never want like the players have to deal with these situations. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they handle it. I wonder if they care at all. I don't know. From what from what standpoint, like care about the situation, or just like they're at Texas to play college basketball, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you think there's yeah. any impact in terms of on their play? Or are they just like, whatever, like, I hear a voice yelling at me instructions. Like, I don't really care if it's this voice or, or that right. voice. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm I mean, sure. I'm, there's, I mean, you know, Chris Beard is a very good coach. And so he's going to put players in certain positions or scheme things up or, or message things a certain way. So, I mean, how can it not have an impact? But, um, yeah, I don't know. From like an emotional level, I wonder if they're kind of detached from like, yeah, coach got, you know, he's in, he's in jail and like, you know. Fake thoughts and prayers, but you know, got basketball games to play. How well can they compartmentalize? You're right; it is interesting. Yep. Right, should we go over Thursday? I'm not sure we if should. Other Wednesday ones. <clears throat> um, it's loading. Michigan, Iowa. Both those teams aren't very good. Did I hear the stat the other day? Like, how long has Fran McCaffrey been in Iowa? Oh man. It feels so, like it's been a while, doesn't it? It's something years? like so. Like basically, like he has these years, like say for example, like two years ago, where like they pop up and have like a really good team, you know. Yep. He has never made the Sweet Sixteen. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. That's I quite feel remarkable. Like you've, you've said that a couple times now. Like that stat continues to blow your mind, <laughs> even though there haven't been any Sweet Sixteens. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, wait, wait what? Has Sweet Sixteen, and you're like, oh my <laughs> god, he hasn't made any Sweet Sixteens yet. <laughs> I wake up. Since the last week, sixteen. I wake up. Wake up my fiance. I'm like, hey, did you know that that Nate, Fran McCaffrey's never made the Sweet Sixteen with Iowa? 
Well, you just you see his red face in your in your nightmares, probably, and you're like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this man hasn't made a sweet sixteen. No wonder his face is so red. Okay. Uh kind of a lame slate. I'm not seeing much. Yeah, more. Arizona State, Oregon is probably the best one. Leighton, it's like neither of those teams are particularly good. It's actually the battle of uh, non-state versus state schools in Arizona and Oregon because Arizona plays Oregon State. So. Oh, cool. there we go. Yeah. Gonzaga, BYU. Uh, is BYU any good? I don't think so. I don't think that. I think they're kind of down. Yeah. Yeah. They're 13 and 6 right now. All right. I feel like they might be a. They might. They might have started off slow. So I'm curious if they're. They've got some bad. They've got like South Dakota, Utah Valley, Loyola Marymount losses. So I'd say not good. Yeah, that's not. That's not great. They beat I Creighton, see, which is also not great because Creighton sucks. Yeah. Uh, Utah versus UCLA could be a good one. Is that on TV? Pac-12 Pac Network, so no. Fuck. At the Poly. Yeah. Oh, Dang South it. Dakota State scored another touchdown. Is this going to be a shootout? Could be. Uh, Your boy Madison see. just got a touchdown. Saw that. I don't know what happened at the end of the first half. I was kind of watching it as we were talking here. Looked like we made a field goal, it counted, but then they did some sort of review, and the field goal came off the board. And so I'm curious to see what happened because it's like on like mute right now, so I have no sure. idea. But it's like, did they just not snap it in time, and that's what the re- review was? Who knows? Maybe. Uh, let's go to Friday here. Um, Michigan State, Illinois. Michigan State's got a big week then. I do. VCU versus Dayton. Kind of poor. Why is Friday night not a better night for basketball? Fridays are almost never good. Once we get yeah. it, especially once you get into like conference play, I think it's because they load up. They load up either like they load up those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and then also load up Saturday. Saturday, because Friday night is just not a great night. I mean, you hear this you hear They talk about this when they talk about like regular TV shows, like like uh, uh, I don't know, like Law and Order. Like when Law and Order was a big deal, like if if that got put on Friday night, that was like basically like this show is just not working. This is like the last step that we're gonna put you on Friday night, and then and then you're getting canceled probably. Yeah. Because like Friday night is just not a night where people are sitting at home watching TV. Like people are going out doing doing their thing. NDSU player just fumbled after like a 15 yard run, but I feel like he was down. I bet he was down. I bet it's bullshit if he gets called. We'll see. Anyways, uh, let's go to Saturday. We've got Kentucky, Tennessee, Colorado, UCLA. Wisconsin, Indiana. Ooh, there's a good one. That's, that's watchable. That's like, and CBS as well, so you might get Clark Kellogg on the call. There you go. Love that CBS crew. Um, or Spinarkle. That'd be great. Kansas State, TCU, the Battle of the Purples. Oh, he's definitely Kansas State. All Kansas State does is just pile up points. That's an offensive – like, that's a team that we haven't talked enough about. Kansas State is – there's something else, man. They're really good. Well, They're going to be ranked in the top of, 20. There's so many unknowns. For example, uh, it, Keontae Johnson, who like, hasn't played for two years. He's been he's good. He's been terrific. Yeah. 19 points per game almost. Uh, Marquise Noel, who I he's averaging 17, and he's been good in the past. I don't think he's been that good. No. Um. So like, all these unknowns are actually performing well. That usually leads to success. When When players perform well, there's usually success, yeah. Yeah. 
They all, oh, I didn't know they had Desi Sills. Remember him? He was like Arkansas to Auburn to Arkansas State. Was that him? Yeah, getting young Desi to settle down with somebody and commit is gonna it's gonna take someone real special. Cause like yeah. he's got a he's got a rambling he's got a rambling soul. Yeah. Um doesn't he come off the bench though? Does he even really like play that much for them? I feel like he's like just I kind mean, of a he, guy. He's their fourth leading scorer, averages twenty eight point minutes per game. Okay, so he's he's a he's a dude for them. Yeah. Okay. It's really that that, that one too though of Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel is um that's as good as uh that's as good as anybody's kind of one two punch, I feel like. Yeah. Rank one two punches, that's probably in the top five of the one two punch. Uh I only think of one punch, that's fruit punch. I think of like Captain Falcon's big like fire punch where he says like Falcon punch. You ever play Super Smash Brothers back in the day? Oh yeah. Captain Falcon? Yeah. Great guy. What character were you in Super Smash Brothers? I can't think of the characters. <laughs> Super Mario. It's been year. It's been years since I played it. Oh, you never forget that kind of thing, though. Mario, Kirby, Fox. Well, you can't pick those. You have to pick like an under the radar one. Donkey Kong, Bowser. Yeah. I was Link. Link or Kirby. Yeah. Or Captain You're Link. Falcon. And now, and now you coach for the Lynx. So boom. True. Coming full circle. Ooh, Providence Creighton. Could be a very good one. Has Creighton got back on track yet? I don't know. I, no, they lost. To, I mean, they lost to UConn by nine, but I think that says more about UConn's inability to win by double figures anymore. Yeah. Ooh, more than anything. Stick, good measuring stick for Iowa State on the road at Kansas. Ooh, yeah, that could be a good one. Yeah. That could be. I like that one. I'm intrigued by that. I wish that was on TV. Big Twelve channel. I don't. I don't know if I get that. Uh, Oregon or not Oregon? Arizona at Oregon. So maybe Oregon can get get a big win there. Yeah. Is there a primetime like ESPN game Saturday night? Like who's playing? Uh, Texas, Texas Tech against Texas. Um, that doesn't really seem to have the same kind of pizzazz. Chris Beard's not there. I know, I know. I was just about to say. Well, yeah, it's like a Portland. I hate to say it, like it's a good Saturday slate, but like compared to other Saturday slates, it's not that good. Well, you know what kind of is? It's a great post player Saturday. You know, I, I've, I've said this before. A great post player does his work early. Get your work done early. Get that post up. Get that post up early so that, you know, you can catch the ball and just finish. You don't have to do a bunch of like, you don't have to show off all those moves and like do something challenging if you get your work done early. This is kind of a get your work done early Saturday where like a lot of the games are, I mean, that 11 o'clock slate has more watchable games. That 12 o'clock, that 12 o'clock hour, one o'clock, two o'clock. By the time you get to like three o'clock in the afternoon, a lot of the good games kind of dried up. Yeah. Ooh, South Dakota State just scored another touchdown. They're up by two touchdowns. Oh, you know why that is? I bet NFL game. Like, could the Vikings be playing next Saturday? I don't know. I'm curious to see like when they're going to schedule that next week. Because like there will be games on Saturdays, though, right? Like there will be playoff yeah. games on Saturdays. It's, like, the it's NFL. Uh, what do they call it? Like super, super wild card weekend with like it, it, they've been doing that ever since it's been seven teams because it's. Three primetime games. Yeah, there will just be three. It'll just be football games all day. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense why there's not as many great college basketball games. It's like yeah. there's going to be football all day. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. But all right, should we get out of here, Biggs? I got to go put some stuff in the crock pot here. Let's let's do it. Let's let's yeah. do it. Yep. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>